is uh, This is Joe Cole. This is Ruben Loftus Cheek, and you're listening to the London, the London is Blue podcast. All right, Chelsea fans, welcome back to another episode of the London is Blue podcast. As always, your host, Brandon, joined by my co host, Nick and Dan. Surprise, that voice. I am back, gentlemen, refreshed and ready to go. Unlike a certain West London team, but we are here. It's technically an Arsenal match review. Uh, asterisk, a little bit different because, to be quite honest, I think, Dan, the point is that we just are kind of done doing the same thing over and over. Unfortunately, the team are not. And they continue to uh, put poopy performances out there. So we, we got to do something because the status quo, uh, it's just, it's untenable. It's not a good place. This would affectionately be called The Bad Place. It is not The Good mm. Place, which mm. is a phenomenal show. Go watch that if you need something to uplift you in this moment because we are in the darkest timeline as it currently stands. So, Nick, I, I think we're going to try to contextualize as much as possible, but I, I think we also want to just outline where our frustrations are as supporters, try to talk through... You know, it just feels. It's a feel session. Yeah, I I, th- I think it's a state of the union. I think it's a opportunity to express frustration uh, and try and do what we can do to at least uh, problem solve from the lofty perch that is our podcast, um, knowing that we are not in the day-to-day solving those problems. So, yeah. Um, one one thing before we start, a, a bit of positive news uh, before we dive into all the uh, absolute nonsense that we're going to talk about today. Uh, we're going Nick to bought be, some new bourbon. He's that's enjoying right. it. That's right, baby. Um, no. Uh, we're we're going to be on the summer tour. Uh, yeah, that's right. Chelsea are, are coming over here to... Um, and I think bullishly, they've decided to play in the Premier League uh, summer tour games. Uh, who knows if that's going to be the case um, at the end of it. But, uh, but yeah, we're going to be in Raleigh, Durham for uh, for the Wrexham game. Very excited to see our friends uh, down there at the RDU Blues. We're going to Ironic, Ironically, it's called the Florida Cup. So go figure. It's the FC series. It's the yeah. FC series group of matches. Just saying yeah. it's called the Florida Cup on Google, which would be kind of ironic. That that just thought I'd point that out. But yeah, we're going to go down a few divisions, right? Nick, try to get some points to come on up. That's right. Yep. We're we're going to play a newly crowned League 2 team. Uh so that'll be fun. Uh we're going to go up to Philly and see our uh, our brethren and uh brothers and sisters up there. Uh very excited to see the Philly Blues. We're going to go back down to Atlanta, a city uh, that is uh, near and dear to my heart, uh, and, and hang out with the tons and tons of Chelsea fans that are down there and their new, new unified group. And uh, then finally, we're going to go to D.C., our nation's capital, and, uh, and finish the job. So we're going to be on the road for two weeks. It's going to be insane. Uh, of course, we're going to do live shows. Of course, we're going to do content activations. Of course, we're going to be eating uh, each city's finest fare. Um, and I've already had people DM me on Instagram, some food recommendations. So very excited about that. Um, and yeah, look, we're just, we're just really pumped about this guys. Like we had so much fun last year, uh, doing the summer tour in Vegas and then moving over to Charlotte and then finishing in Orlando that we thought, Hey, let's, let's do one more this year. So if you are going to any of those games, knowing that ticketing is now open, uh, let us know. We're going to be putting out Eventbrite soon. We're, we're trying to coordinate all of the, the, the stuff that we need to, to, to make these things fun. 
and uh, we'll see you soon. It's only a couple months away. Yeah. Look, we're going to have some special guests again. Really hope to reunite the Matt and Niz show. Obviously, that's pending their travel. Um, we're, we have some pretty exciting plans. Uh, so we just want to get the word out there. Plan on hanging out if you're going to be at any of those stops. Um, it, you know, we just Chicago's one too many, honestly, at this point. So uh, obviously, we're going to encourage you to always go see Chelsea if you can. We're blessed that they're here two summers in a row. I can tell you that people went last year, absolutely loved it. These local chapters know how to put on a party. Dan and I lived it firsthand. Chelsea, the club, take it extremely seriously. They love getting to connect with the American audience. Um, and we just want to be there to value add, right? Um, if you have questions, you need help getting connected, let us know. We're, uh, it's going to be a blast. We're going to be ever present in the swag. I, I, I was there too, just in case you were wondering. So, yeah, I was, I was just teeing Dan up to, to speak about it. <laughs> what were you? I had was. that work trip in the middle of it. I was, uh, you I mean, know, look, you, you actually did planned, miss the, planned the entire Charlotte, thing. To be fair. So it was cool. Look, I think that is the more exciting thing. So now I guess we pivot to the less exciting thing, a match against Arsenal. Well, look, you said it, not me, so that people can come to you with complaints and concerns, sir. Uh, but yeah, we can go ahead and talk about it. A little, little Arsenal match review. Um, look, in case you missed it, at the Emirates, in the Premier League, Chelsea, the away team, won Arsenal three in the first half. So uh, Silver Lining won the second half. Uh, which is absolutely where we stood. But Dan, run us through the lineup uh, because a lot of hints about Aubameyang, a lot of teasers and drops to see if he was going to play against his former team. But the rest of it left left a lot of questions. I don't think anybody's predicting this. Well, yeah, it maybe was not the supporters 11 that we would have selected, but Lampard selected Keparitha Blaga between the sticks, a back four of Azpilicueta, Fafana, Silva, and Ben Chilwell, Mateo Kovacic, Enzo Fernandez, and N'Golo Kante as your midfield with Aubameyang flanked by Raheem Sterling and Madueke. You had every sub used, which is good. I like when you go deep into the sub bench, not usually because you're losing, but you saw Kai Havertz come in on the 46th minute for Aubameyang, Kind of Gallagher coming in the 71st, 71st minute for Sterling. Mudrick for Fernandez, also 71st minute. 79th minute, Hakim Ziyech comes in for Madueke. And then Chalaba comes in for Fafana in the 86th minute. Full bench applied. Uh, just real quick, uh, Chelsea with 0.74 xG to Arsenal's 2.11. We had seven shots to their 16. Two big chances to their four. Uh, look, we only missed one this time genuine improvement on the stat sheet arsenal missing two of their four which is pretty good from them as well uh 10 fouls a piece um and that's pretty much the only things that really matter other than that it was at times a little bit more balanced on the uh on the the day i guess let me look at possession real quick it was a lot better second half performance i mean obviously it means nothing when you lose 3-1, but, you know, we gained a lot of possession back in the second half. I think ended up with 45% to their 55%. So, I mean, you know, whatever. It's a, you know, you lose. You're a bunch of losers. You lost. That's the end. (laughs) Yeah. So Summed quite well. Uh, No fifth standout. Obviously, go download it if you need to, but we're not running highlights. Uh, Editor Jake would have stepped in anyways, and we appreciate him for that. But... 
Uh, look, the first things first, there's no doubt, like even the most hopeful of hopefuls at this point can accept and can say it. And we're he's com- here. We're completely broken. Go ahead, Dan. Yeah. Is your hope, is your hope gone? This is like the Papa Roach song, My Life in Two Pieces. <laughs> this is my last yeah, resort. They, they, what would the last resort for Chelsea be in this moment? Because you got to wonder. Because tried everything. Yeah. Other than a Winning? direct public apology on a YouTube live to ask Thomas Tuchel back or something. I don't know. Like, there's Ooh. a lot of, like, really off-the-wall type of things that you could try to do in the realm of what would be an option. But, yeah, I think that this has been the way it has felt since we were in London, (laughs) is that basically that magic wore off. It would have been much, much cheaper, as uh, one of our friends from the trip said, to have just had us over there for the remainder of the season. If we were the catalyst for the team's performances, we should have just stayed over there. But there's no conversation about the tactics. There's issues with the conditioning for players. They're getting six days off in between matches to try and put something together. Can't do it. Players getting upset at each other on the pitch for not being in certain positions multiple times for matches. The fact that it's easily captured by the cameras now. It's not something that only away, only the away or home supporters could see very easily. The fact that the cameramen, women operators have an opportunity, Nick, on almost every match multiple times to point out when Ben Chilwell or Thiago Silva or some other combination of players is unhappy with one another because they're not even just in the same position or aware of the same general areas that they should be playing in or out of shows you that this is fractured in almost in an un- unrepairable way until new manager is appointed till the squad is cleared out until the directors figure out who's in charge of what there's just a lot that needs to happen again in a short time frame but it does it doesn't feel like we're seeing any progress towards that yeah it's a it's a fucking shambles man i mean the uh, sky sports People had their stats lined up uh, during the match about how much this Chelsea squad costs versus the Arsenal squad. That is forty some odd points ahead of us in the in the table now. Um, players clearly not invested in the success of the team. Uh, we have two points in our last eight matches. I think if, is that the number? I think that's right. Yep. Um, and haven't won a game since March 11th, which is um, over a month and a half ago. It's May 2nd, just in case anyone's keeping track. Do you see the comparison of Roy Hodgson taking over Crystal Palace? Yep. And uh, how they were like at relegation zone, and now, and we were on 39 points when he took over. We're still on 39 points, and I think they've passed us in the table, and they're on 40 points now, so... And and that was widely panned by everybody around Crystal Palace as like, what the fuck are you doing? Bringing back a, uh, I think, an 81 year old Roy Hodgson. And that's not me poking fun at his age. I think he's he's legitimately, um, you know, that old or there thereabouts. Uh, So it's it's just gone from bad to worse at every single point this season. Um, 
this performance in the first half is unfucking acceptable by any standard of Chelsea Football Club. It is unfucking acceptable to lose in the fashion that we did to those fucking Muppets uh, in North London is unacceptable to see the lack of heart desire, any sort of tactical nouse, any sort of being able to string a pass together, uh, looking at you, Raheem Sterling in particular. I mean, it, it's just, it boggles the imagination and it does prove to me. And I think Brandon, this is, you know, the, the, the realization that's been kind of setting in, uh, throughout the season, but particularly today, is it really does not matter about the price tag of a player anymore. Uh, Chelsea got away with buying high price talent that some worked out, some didn't throughout the years. There, th- this team, our, our highest paid players outside of N'Golo Conte have simply just not performed this year. And thus, I I genuinely think that the way you look at this team, the way you construct this team for the last handful of games of the season and into next year seriously has to change. I mean, that is 400 million pounds of players out there today. (laughs) Hundreds and hundreds of millions of pounds of wage. Like, it's just crazy, man. It's just crazy. And And I'm sorry to be me. But it's—I don't know what else to say. Well, I think look, this is probably actually close to like a year and a half in the making. I mean, we think about what Tuchel went through last season, playing every three, four days. Uh, we're like the only ones who didn't get time off. Um, we saw the cracks last season, right? And then he—I think a lot of us were distracted and gave a lot of cover because of the whole club being sanctioned and stuff, right? Because then the expectations were zero. Like, solvency was the priority at Chelsea. But it's not like the results were great last season. Even last season, we were like, we had a lot of empathy for Tuchel because he was trotted out there and just made the mouthpiece for the club. But he also wasn't wasn't Super League going on last season. Like, there's a lot of things that probably distracted us. But, like... No, Super League was the year before. That was great. the year we won the Champions Hey, keep League, it so. running, baby. Like, let's yeah. keep, it, keep, the, keep the party rolling. Um, but, you know... Like Raheem Sterling hasn't made an impact whatsoever. A bombing was a little bit unfair on him, but a bit of a I thought so purchase. too. You know, I, yeah. I, I'm not going to say anything bad about him because he wasn't given a fair shake this season. But then you could say, well, why was he brought in? This and that. Like, uh, he's a he's an example of why it breaks. Um, Angola Conte finally has gotten healthy and he's been great. Uh, Enzo Fernandez, I think he's chilled for the rest of the season because, again, nobody wants to get injured. Kovacic is out there, and you, you got rumors he's going to Man City, yet he had some of his best performances like just a month and a half ago, but he's a shadow of himself. Poor Aspie, it just seems like it's done, is done. And Thiago Silva's out there battling. I mean, Kepa, have some awareness, my man. No, like, it's a team sport. Even if you're having a great season, guess what? Everybody sees it. Everybody knows. But you don't say it. It's just been one negative, one bad thing after another, and there's not the core to this team that want to fight. I I just think that's what the team comes back. Kai, unbelievably hot and cold. Gallagher's going to run his face off. Guys, we saw Hakim Ziyech today. 
And I get that Mataweka had cramps. He had to come off. Ziesch is probably the last person I would have subbed in on that bench. Joao Felix, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, Patty Scheel. I'd put him out there. Like, there's no need. There's no need. Put Ruben in the middle, slide someone else out. Like, there were ways around it. Ruben can play out wide, too. But I mean, my Ruben point has being not like, seen one minute under Lampard. Why? My, my point being there were options. But, yeah, we go with Ziesch. And I do think that Lampard's in an impossible position. I think he's now realizing how more impossible it is, but nothing works. Nick, nothing works for this team. Can On I, the pitch, can I off be- the pitch, around the pitch. I, look, I, I rest the blame solely at the feet of the players, uh, it, it, mostly at the feet of the players. Lampard's lineup selections have been just atrocious. The team has come out flat in every first half that we've played underneath his second tenure. And I I feel an immense amount of sympathy for Frank because this is an impossible position. But I don't think Dan... That's he, he's helping himself at all right now. I mean, that no. team has had a week between the last two games that we played, and the, they came out that flat, that unenergetic. It was just terrible. Good transition. I do want to get to Lampard. We're going to take our first ad break, though, so thank you to the sponsors for financially supporting the show, and we'll be right back. When you're drafting your fantasy team, do you ever wish that you could handpick the best stars for your business team? Look, if you're building a talented roster, you need Indeed. Stop spending hours on multiple job sites finding the perfect candidate for the position because, look, Indeed has all of the tools you need in one place to hire at warp speed. Sponsor a job, and they're going to match you with the quality candidates whose resumes fit the job description that you post right away. Helps you start hiring fast. And look, Indeed knows that you're growing your business. You have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. Visit Indeed.com slash BlueWire to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire, Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application. Pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, Dan, back to Lampard. Decisions. Is he to blame? Is this just a, a disaster too big? There's not enough glue to put these pieces back together. The vase is absolutely shattered. What are your thoughts on that? He's one of the hands holding the bag. I mean, the players are, to the point that Nick made earlier, are holding a part of that bag of responsibility. The grocery Frank bag Lampard. has ripped. It was paper. There was water in the bottom. Shit's everywhere. <laughs> okay. Didn't even make it to the elevator, Dan. You're in the lobby. Uh, okay. This well, would be an office chili meme. Uh, yeah. time. <laughs> wow, this is this is going off the rails. Um, You're welcome. Look, ultimately, Lampard owns the responsibility for what he can control, right? Which is playing the players who are interested in being here, who mm-hmm. are going to be here beyond next season, mm-hmm. who are playing for the team. I think for probably about three or four solid episodes, Nick and I were talking about Madueke. Hey great performance with the U21s in England, scored, which is something that many Chelsea players were not doing. And lo and behold, he gets an opportunity today, plays his ass off, scores, got into the box. Uh, I think he was either second or third in total uh, ball movements, you know, kind of combined, right? So we're talking about any crosses, carries, or passes into the box. And he was one of the top three for the team. And actually, Mudrik was number one with a very limited cameo. Like, those are the people in Matawake, 
Mudrick and others that should be playing and starting and others like Raheem Sterling or Aubameyang, their, their, their season's forfeit. Their season is forfeit right now. And you are not doing yourself any favors if this is the season that Frank Lampard has put together between the combined Everton experience and this, it might go down as one of the worst like managerial performances in Premier League history across the two teams. Yeah. I mean... Unfit players, completely disinterested. I would chalk that up to not helping. Definitely. It doesn't help. G- give me the... You know, out of 100 delegates, 85 rest on the players to me. Like, that's where I think the split is. But you're running out Sterling, who's not played well all season. Like, not at all. It's not helping him either. Like, no, I mean, he's he's one that you almost be like, oh, had an injury. He's out the rest of the season. Just to, like, let him. I don't I don't need to see him, though. Right. I don't need to see Kovacic anymore. I mean, I really I mean, I, I feel for Dave because he's the only right back in the team. But, I mean, I certainly think Trev would be a better option at this point out wide, even though he's not a right back. I think that's unfair to him personally because he's been moved around so much. But whatever. Hey, just Batty toss Ruben in there. <laughs> Ch- Chowell's playing his ass off still, and I appreciate the effort from him. I appreciate the effort from Conte. I appreciate the effort from Gallagher. These are the players who we should be seeing. But, like, why are we not seeing Lewis Hall? Why are we not seeing Ruben Loftus-Cheek? Why are we not seeing Mudrick start every fucking match right now? I, I do not understand. It, whatever, like that He is the left winger and Matawake is the right winger through the end of the season. Bar none, period. That's the way it should be. I don't understand why that is so hard for Lampard to identify. And, and more than that, at this point, if there's anybody like a Ziyech or like someone who's going to give 30% effort. Go train by yourselves at Cobham, please. Uh, I, I, like, we, we don't have to make a big deal out of this, but like, yeah, it's over. Yeah. Like, we, we don't need to talk about this anymore. We don't need to see you on the bench. I would rather put a U21 or a U23 on that bench and have them have the experience of a lifetime. Potential. The season's done. Yeah. Well, it's done. Why not play? So that helps. I think Phil was saying, though, that they were going to have a friendly against Monaco tonight. And so there are some things. But, guys, you can't it makes tell me, me angry. My point. Exactly. You can't tell me that, the you know, this is not better than that for that team. Um, you know, you've got you've got a couple really talented players in this side. Right. That you could easily bring in if you needed a right back. We've got right backs. Um, Omari Hutchinson. Right. You want another attacker? That's not Ziyech. He could come in. Lewis Hall could play center mid or on the left side. Um, Harvey Vale is still knocking around. Charlie Webster in the middle. Uh, um, Mason Burstow has done well towards the end of the season. There are, to your point, at a minimum, squad players, right? They can go in there and do something uh, better than what we're seeing. There's no doubt about it whatsoever. Um it is, and, and why is Kepa still playing again? You just have to assume that Mendy's not a hundred percent. Like that's the only plausible reason. I I don't know, Nick. Like other other than him not being fit, there can't be there cannot possibly like he's just not quite there, right? Like it's just in training, it's just not there. 
That's the only reason. Because to be fair, if he is off, if he's not at that level, because he shit hasn't played in six months or whatever, you that could be a reason. It would be a disaster to put him in if if he's not there. But it doesn't help. It does. Slonina's around. He, I yeah. mean, what what would we lose at this point to see Gaga Slonina in goal if Mendy's not healthy? I what mean, would we lose? You know, you could easily say games, oh, but another loss. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah. Um, I, I, there's definitely, I, you know, I brought this up a couple of times. Obviously, these players at this point, they are mentally checked out. They're just not trying to be injured. Um, you know, Betty Shield is really unlucky, right? You play back four. I understand West Fofana and Tiago Silva play, but that kind of sucks. And you also go, should we play back four? Is that the right formation? It wasn't it wasn't a back four today. It was a it was a three five three or a three four three, sorry. It was Matawake out on the wing, as P kind of checked back, Silva playing left center back, which he hasn't done since forever. Yeah. And Fafana kind of playing that sweeper role in the middle. And it it was a weird formation because then Chilwell was allowed to go up. And had more responsibility to check back. So, like, again, if you're going to play three center backs, why would Aspi be in there? It, like, just play Fafana out there. Or play Ch- play Chalaba. And, and, look, I'm Aspi's biggest fan. This is – it's it's not gone well. Yeah. So, you know, I'm just saying it out loud, Dan. Like, you have a bunch of athleticism back there. You're not using it at all. Yeah. I mean, everything's reporting it as a 4-3-3. To your point, it probably didn't play like that. Dan shows the average player positions here in the group chat. It's an absolute clusterfuck. It's a straight block of players 15 yards apart. There's no verticality. You have, you have the nine behind the midway line, not getting forward. So not so like, that Abamyang is behind N'Golo Kante. He's behind Mataweke, and he's behind Sterling. Have you ever watched a like a, a – like five-year-old soccer game yeah. and they're just like a school of fish and they all travel together and the ball just kind of like rugby scrums in the middle. That's what this looks like. It's For like sure. finding Nemo, except you're trying to find a goal. Like that's the difference. <laughs> Which might even be uh, easier. Um, so a- a- anyways, I look off the pitch, it's broken too, right? Now we don't even have the Mauricio Pochettino announcement like Matt, Matt has cooled, but guys, I did the I did the law pod last week, and he was like, "It's coming any day." Now he's reporting, "Yeah, it's probably coming, but like this isn't good." And you're like, "Angola Conte's contract isn't announced. Mason Mount, there's no movement. It is just literally on and off the pitch, becoming the worst." There's rumors that people don't know. From the decision making, people aren't aligned. There's too many people with too many different decisions. Is Paul Mitchell coming in? Is he not? Because you already have so many people there. They they brought back a medical staff person. I think we saw on the news. It's just it is just chaos. There are no trophies in sight. Matt thinks it's a two year rebuild. Nick for Poch minimum oh, minimum minimum. I agree with him. I I don't. I mean stadium. Who cares? Bully like Bully. We got. Focus, <laughs> focus inside the lines of the well, pitch. I, I I don't agree with that. I mean, like walk and chew gum. Like you guys are. But they haven't. 
well, they've, they've chewed a lot of gum. Those are two separate yeah. problems, yeah. right? Like bu- building a stadium is something you assign to like a team and that gets managed independently of your football operations. I think the football operations side has a lot of question marks when, you know, the, again, the academy team works a little bit independently of the women's team and mm-hmm. the men's first team. And so I take those into consideration, right? Because the women's team having another phenomenal season, the academy stockpiling as a part of their, again, it's academy-specific, Vision 2030. That is not the entire club. That is specific to the academy. Be but nice if we were aligned on one. Well, the men's football team, though, you have multiple directors, multiple positions. You don't have necessarily a figurehead that you can point to and say this is the person who's now effectively the individual dotted line beneath the ownership group and the board who is now the overarching yes, no. You've got this committee that is trying to build the solution. And Nick, there's an optics slash communication problem and not – continuing to not hear from the club or an individual outside of Frank Lampard or Graham Potter this season. Um, and I know that there's been maybe some like fan forums or smaller events where maybe the ownership group has or hasn't been. And like that, a small amount of supporters have maybe gotten that access, but there's just, there's no visibility and transparency that is going to help inspire any forward movement, any belief and what the next evolution of Chelsea is at this moment, because we're not we're not getting anything on the pitch from the players, from the manager, and then it's silence from the the, the technical group and ownership group. I mean, look, I I I think my my problem with a ton of communication from Bully Bali and Co. is that. They are damned if they do, damned if they don't. If they come out and say a bunch of shit and then it doesn't happen, they look like fools. If they don't say anything and it doesn't happen, they look scared. Like it, if the if the other thing happens, they look like geniuses. Like it, it's just it doesn't it doesn't really make sense. But we should be hearing from any one of the fourteen football directors in our club. Like, I, I think there should be some sort of interview that says, hey, clearly we are beyond pissed off about the current state of the club and we are doing X, Y, and Z to work through it. Like, these guys get paid exorbitant money to go do a job. That doesn't have to come from the very, very top. It could, but Roman didn't talk but four or five times his entire tenure at Chelsea Football Club. And Marina it usually did. wasn't about football, did. football stuff, right? He was talking. Oh, it was almost never about football yeah, stuff. Yeah. It, was about, it was about the foundation. It was about, you know, all the social Holocaust causes. That was taken. Yeah. Yeah. Like stuff like that. But it, it was Eminala. It was, it was Marina. It was, uh, you know, the football director was Steve Atkins. So I don't need to hear from Bully and Egbali right now and co. I need to hear from Win Stanley. Right. I need to hear from the rest of these guys that are there because you're like lamps is, is out there like a lamb to slaughter right now or a lamps to slaughter. <laughs> Damn it. Um, and he's clearly not going to get a tune out of these guys at this point. And he just keeps saying, well, it's a, you know, whatever his standard operating procedure responses. But like the, the leadership really doesn't matter what Lampard even says at this point. It matters what the guys in charge say. 
And I, I, I think it's to me, that's, that's what I want to hear. Sorry for the ramble, but that's, that's what I want to hear. Um, and that's who I want to hear it from. Yeah. Well, uh, we're going to take our last ad break when we get back can further in on that conversation. Got a nice little tweet from Gary Hayes here that we can react to. So thank you to the sponsors. We'll be right back. Bet you didn't see this coming. Hope you're ready to hear editor Jake's voice for a while in the ads. <laughs> this time we're coming with Shady Rays. Kick off the new year with new gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and more. Shady Rays is a world-class sunglasses company, independently built, that'll have you thinking you're wearing some of the world's top brands that you already know with durable frames and extremely clear optics. Not only clear optics, but clear ethics as well, having donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with Feeding America. Something that we have done at London's Blue Podcast. So. And if you're worried you won't like your pair, they will exchange it. They'll give you a new pair or you can return them for free within 30 days. And if you're worried you might break them, thanks to lost and broken replacements, you can get a replacement pair. No questions asked anytime. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out the best deal of the new year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code LONDONISBLUE, all one word, all caps, for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's right. London is blue, all caps, spelled just like the podcast, you know, the podcast you're listening to right now. You can see it in the title. All caps, one word, 50% off, two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try it out for yourself. The shade's rated five stars by over 200,000 people. Uh, this one was less cryptic from Gary as they are counting down the release to uh, um, the blueprint. But he said, in the past, when Chelsea were shit, at least there were characters you could relate to and appreciate. There was a lack of quality, but at least there was some substance. What is there in this team to relate to? Genuinely, what can you relate to with this current crop? Again, end of the season, zero effort, so it's much harder now. If you, if you, I love this. If you're to take the last two months of the season, by far and away, like Ben Chilwell will be like the fans player of the season. Just the way that he's ended seems to always fight. That's a tough situation to be in. Um, you got Bell Silva talking about how hard it is, you know, and, and, and for their family, you're kind of like, all right, well, I don't really want to hear this. She goes, very difficult to see what I see on TV at home. The situation worsens because I don't know how to help what to say. Very sad, Tiago Silva. You aren't alone. I don't, I don't need that. Sorry. I got, I, can we just press pause on those sorts of comms? Like we it, know like, it's bad. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, so all, all this to say, like for me anyway, the, the accountability question lies with a group of 31 people. And that is the players. I like, I, I give Lampard a pass in this one because I don't think that he's earned that piece. I think he needs to pick a better team, Dan. But I don't think accountability is his problem. I think it's the player's problem. And for me, if if I never see a performance like I saw in the first half of this Arsenal game, it will have been too fucking soon. Like, it is, it is absolutely chaotic what is happening with them. And again, if you don't want to be here, man... Don't be here. Sorry. That's it. 
just to to be frank with that I don't necessarily I don't necessarily agree with like giving a pass to Lampard like he selects the team he's putting the players out there he's choosing to touch the stove again and again and again after it burns him so like I I accept that the players own a large amount of this I think every manager who's touched this team this season owns some of it some more than others you know, you get this late into the season and conditioning is a problem. That is something that started in preseason and moved forward. And I think the footballing organization in the ownership and the directors owns a part of it too. No no one, everyone is complicit, some more than others, in where we are at currently. And I think the the hard thing is being so deep in the hole now and being able to actually assess where the points of failure were and say, how do we avoid doing this again? Because we are heading into another Premier League season where the rivals are going to be tougher. They're going to invest smartly upon squads that are closer to being ready to go again next season than we are. And we have massive squad surgery to do. Massive. I, I mean, I, I would... I think I would just say this for for everyone who who's has the ability to change the trajectory. Still on thirty nine points. It's going to be May sixth before we get another chance to improve that. May sixth, thirty nine points. Uh, even hitting got us up to tenth uh, in the fifteen sixteen season. Um, Bournemouth and Forest. Those are your last two opportunities for points this season. Bournemouth are fighting. They are. They're better than we are right now. Every game in the league well, is better than we are right hey, now. Hey, we're level on points, so they're going to get a chance to literally no, be I ahead mean, of us. Th- they, are, they are better than we are right now as a team. If, if there are 11 players out there who can put in a shift and grind out a 1-0 win on Saturday, like – Though those players automatically get a look in for me next year, like it is, it is that dire. Six losses in a row. It's never. It hasn't been done in over thirty years. So, that that's all I'm going to say at the end of this is like you have two shots here. You have one against Bournemouth. You have one against Forest. Fucking do something. Yeah, we we drew our a game five games ago, but a lot of red. We're like relegation form in the same form as Everton, Southampton. Um, but to your point, it is, you know, Bournemouth, they're 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 feeling better, right? So like maybe, but like they're in a bit of momentum. They've won four out of the last five. So the only question is, Dan, was that enough for them to be get to the beach? Are they done? Is this mission accomplished? Nottingham Forest, they need every single point they can get to avoid relegation. There's money on the line man city in a title race man united probably on a beach but it's still chelsea newcastle holding on for top four that is about as bad of a run to end the season as we could have asked for chelsea are the punching bag right now we're the punching bag and we're the butt of the joke i mean it's to the point where like mls writers are talking about breaking streaks and just wishing that they could their team could play against chelsea to turn turn fortunes around like that is the 
that is the the sobering again realization that you're just not good and everybody knows it and everybody wants a, a lick everybody wants a taste and Bournemouth will be up for it Forest fighting for dear life to stay up amongst the Leeds Leicesters Everton's and Southampton who's pretty much uh, already fallen and not getting back up uh, the life alert did not trigger um, yeah it's just look uh, you know thankfully for us we banked points early in the season you have matches coming up where Brighton are going to play Everton that's likely a Brighton win Nottingham Forest and Southampton are going to play one another that's likely some split points and then Leicester plays Fulham and you're getting to the point where there's just not enough games for those teams to make up to take over where we're at right now. What? But we're bad. We, we're, lu- we're B-A-D bad. What a lucky, lucky situation to be in. Um, but, yeah, it, it's just a lot going on right now, a lot in a bad way. Um, and I think that uh, it's unfortunately a tough time. It's Chelsea fan to kind of understand what's next. You know, what, what, where does this go? I think – if you to pull everybody, I honestly think eight out of ten fans would say, I'm good. You know what? Just actually don't play. We would prefer you just not play the rest of the games, even if that means zero points. We end up in like 15th or something. Like everybody needs a break at this point. <laughs> everybody involved with Chelsea Football Club needs some time off. And uh we're gonna get some, but Preseason starts a little after beginning of July, so not that much time off. Yeah, I think we're looking forward to the time off, too. Yeah, likewise. All right. Anyways, that's going to wrap us. Uh, More content this week per usual. Uh, Like Dan said, uh, uh, Academy season just wrapped, so Phil and I have got a couple pods baked in. Um, Obviously, more stuff from the the wider team as well, I'm sure. Uh, some people want to get their thoughts out there. Uh, would love to get the Potch episode dropped. I know there's uh, some people waiting for that as much as we are. But anyways, um, check us out. Need a family Discord through Patreon. Uh, you know, five stars on the the podcast apps really does help us. We really appreciate this little surge at the end of the season uh, because other Chelsea fans that don't know about us need us. So help them find us. <laughs> anyways, that's gonna wrap. So until next time, Chelsea fans, you know what to do. Keep the blue flag flying high. <laughs>